on August 30th, I decided to use my platform to share a story that I came across on Instagram, which was about a young woman who is known as Lei, a 19-year-old, who was kidnapped and used as a sex slave by her kidnappers. And all this was happening in her actual town, which is Waterbury. And she was held against her will and used as a sex slave in the Big Apple Motel located in Waterbury. So these protesters have been standing in front of the motel, asking, demanding that the hotel is shut down. As Lay's story has not been the first, has not been the second. Stories in Connecticut never make it to the big page. And I never understand why. But things go on in this town, in this city, in this state that need to be spoken about, that need to be known by people. So I hope this is the beginning and this is the start. And I really need people to open their eyes as there's a war against children going on right now. So many stories like Clay's are coming out all over, all over the world. And we, as grown-ups, have to stand for these children as they can't fight for themselves. So hashtag save our children. Right here, I have Jada. Okay, Jada, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm a 12 year old middle school going to Westside Middle. Um, and um, I have been around so many protests, have so many pe people in my family killed, and police not doing anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've been always at the funerals, and my uncle has always been trying to see if the police would do something and they would never do anything. New Haven Police Department, Waterbury Police Department, no one. Okay. So you're here tonight um, and you actually have a really interesting poster with you. I will also be posting pictures of this movement on the Sika Talks page on Instagram so make sure you check it out and it will ha also have the picture of the poster she's currently holding. But let me ask you what is pushing you to be here tonight? What's pushing me to be here tonight is because my cousin almost got trafficked and um, and in this facility, I can't believe that this young girl had gotten trafficked and sexually abused because it could have been me if I wasn't with my family and that, like, that just gets me scared and like I want to like have justice for this young woman and if the police are not doing nothing then like who, who's going to give her justice and like us the people have to give her justice or else she won't get justice for herself. That's true, that's true. So how does that make you feel as a young woman? Because it's like, as you said, you're 12. I feel like as a 12 year old, you should be home reading books, watching TV and doing things like this. But you are here protesting and making your voice heard. So what are you expecting from where you're currently doing right now? I'm expecting the police to see how strong and passionate we are and like how much we want them to do something about this. And um, 
take this place down and like if like people are getting trafficked here it's not like a good thing at all whatsoever so i feel like if i protest and have if people all come out and help out and protest and march and we we could get our voices heard instead of sitting around and having young women and women and boys and girls um men all getting trafficked or either getting hurt or getting shot or anything and the police not doing nothing instead i would I like to have young black women men anybody and of color to like have justice and like not have to be worried about if they're going to be safe or not tonight that is really powerful and i hope you know how powerful you are because a lot of us are not doing anything but you are here and i want you to know that you are important and you are valued okay i don't want you to forget that all right guys so i have two more people here that i would like you guys to hear from can you please tell your people your name my name is natalia and jay okay so natalia and jay how long have you guys been standing here or joining the movement in front of the big apple motel we were here since it started we drove past it and saw the people out and started doing our research as to what's happening and then started coming back every day since you want to add something uh, yeah i mean i i know lay personally uh we went to we, we went to school together you know so once i heard you know it was her and saw her i was like oh i, d I definitely have to be out yeah. there regardless i still would because the cause but it, it was more it's more personal when you know the person and you really want to show up for them because we went to school with her so this could have been any of our friends anybody so that's why we have to be every day okay? until it takes to shut this down okay so um are you guys personally from waterbury yeah well i, I it's fine you can uh yes i've lived here my whole life 19 years so. I, I've lived here for about seven years, maybe eight. Um, I'm from Puerto Rico and I moved here and I feel like this is my home. So I, if this is what I have to do, this is what I'm going to do to protect my home and my people. Okay, so what are your hopes from this movement? I know you mentioned getting the place shut down, but what else? I want... I know that there are people who live here. I wish that they would find somewhere else to live and we can shut this down, turn it into something more productive for the community instead of a motel that does sex trafficking and a drug cartel. Like, I want it to be a productive and positive place for the community, not just what it is. I want to mostly shed light on just sexual assault issues in itself. You know, I have some history with it. Pretty much all of my friends, all of my friends do as well, which is absolutely ridiculous that, you know, everyone I met could say, yeah, I relate to that. You know, it's something that's really overlooked, especially in Waterbury. Like, uh, multiple people have come up to us and told us stories about this motel that's happened to them or people they know as well. It's not just late. This is a problem that's been going on since it started. That is truly ridiculous. But as you said, I feel like now there's more and more light being shone on sexual assault issues so that is definitely a big thing um did you have any so what have been some of the struggles for you guys as you've been here every day what have been some struggles that you faced been here every day i feel like 
especially the cops and the people who work here don't take us seriously when it's such an important cause and important matter. And that some every time we get, we're starting to get more people, but sometimes we don't get that many people. Sometimes I personally can't even come, but like it, it sucks because you can see them laughing at us as if this is a joke when it's truly not. It's something that's so important and that we're showing up matters a lot too. I would say the biggest struggle is the cops. They, you know, even if we so much as tape up a poster that we will take down when we leave, they send two, three, four cop cars, you know, six cops to tell us to take down a poster, which is ridiculous. You're defending a place sex trafficking children. I mean, I get it's your job, but that's morally wrong. Like you should, they have it under surveillance 24 seven, even when we're not here. And do you guys know if that's because of you guys or if that was something that they used to do prior to that? Oh, yeah, no, they have never been here before. It, after day one, when, you know, the first protest was really big, but even when there's four to five people out here, they always have us under watch. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. They're watching the wrong people. Yes. They are. They should be here staying <laughs> with us to shut this place down instead of shutting, mm-hmm. instead of sitting there against us. And the very first day, they did vandalize it with good reason. You know, broke some windows, ripped down some signs. But every day after that, the few five to six people that are always here, it's always peaceful. We stand here with signs and chant. There's no need to have it under surveillance by 24-7 by three to four cops. That's ridiculous. Wasting our resources. What else is new? (laughs) Um, So what, so as we were talking about earlier when I first came, I feel like some of the, like, this is one of the stories I feel like is so big, but it's not as big as it should be. Like, this whole street should be flooded by people, but it's not. Do you guys feel like like there is a solution to that? Do you think, how could people help? Um, I I know a big problem is a lot of people truly don't know about it. A lot of people will stop in their cars or walking by and ask us, you know, well, what happened? A lot of people just don't know. The media didn't really shed much light on it they interviewed us they interviewed the family they interviewed the protesters they cut it out and they put in the part of interviewing the hotel management they did not share our story at all that is ridiculous i feel like sorry um i lost my train of thought it's okay like yeah like people sharing it telling your friends and everybody here like you have to show up and not just for one day like this is something we need to do consistently for them to know that we're here and we're strong but i don't know many ways to i love that you're doing this because this does shed light on the situation and it will bring more people here and i think that's beautiful thank you (laughs) do you guys have anything else you would like to add not really okay thank you so much for doing this thank Thank you you for talking to me thank you for giving us this opportunity to share of course that's what i'm here for (laughs) All right, guys, so here with me, I have more voices, part of the movement. So they're going to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they've been going through, what they've been facing, and why they're here.
So first we have Chris. Duffy. Okay. So Chris and Duffy, how long have you guys been part of this movement right now? I spent about a week for me. Uh, the ending of May. The ending of May. Okay. So, first I'm going to ask, how did you hear about the story? I actually heard about the story at a party. Some people were telling me about it, and I was blown away by it. And I happened to be walking down the street past the motel with my camera, saw protesters, asked if I could get the footage of them, and they welcomed me in, and I kind of just found my way to be a part of it in that way. Naturally, kind of organically. Wasn't planning on it, and it, 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 I don't know, feels like a special thing to be a part of. I was in Jacksonville, and I heard about it. But my sister told me, she saw it on Facebook. So, like, I knew it was going to come back to Waterbury, so I came back, took my camera, and recorded it. Okay, so you both mentioned cameras. What do you guys do? Um, well, prior to this video I was working on when I came across this, I made a lot of lowbrow comedy videos and I kind of wanted to branch out and do something a little bit more serious, something that gets me out interacting with the community instead of being in my room making videos on my own. You know, I want to really get a feel for the city and that's kind of what the video was about, getting a feel for how the, the citizens of the city feel about the city and now I found myself involved in this movement. Uh, well, I'm a videographer so like basically me not speaking, my videos show it, so I make purchase videos of everything on YouTube. So I'll come film and I'll edit the videos. And people like from Jacksonville and places I'm at, they can all see my work and see what's going on in Waterbury. So that's basically my goal out here. Wait, so are you from Waterbury? Born and raised here. Uh, yes, my mom lives down here. My dad's from Jacksonville. All right. So what are some of the struggles that you faced being a part of the movement, if any? I really can't say that I have. I've been blessed being a part of this. I've met great people, and it's 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 all it's all been a blessing for me. Honestly, I, I just feel like I'm here to lend my support. Uh, I just lost a few friends because of it. They didn't support the movement, so that was pretty much the struggle I had. They weren't all your friends. You didn't lose nothing. Let me tell you that. <laughs> okay. So, what is your input into this movement? Um, I I just look at my input as emotional support. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't really even think I'm that important of a piece, but I, I, I do feel empowered being here, being a part of it. But, you know, I don't think I'm an integral part or anything like that. But I, I'm just here doing what I can and, and hopefully offering some exposure to it and uh, meeting a lot of great people in the process. Yeah, I say the same thing. My really important is this, just making videos and letting people that can't be here see what it's like to be here with people from different states I'm from, see what it's like to be here and what it's like to experience it. So that's, that's my input. Okay. Do you guys have anything to add to, to the people that don't know about this, people that might learn about it f through the podcast? Is there anything you would like them to know? Well, I would like, I would like them to know that there's a lot of people out there that are doubting, doubting this. A lot of people being out here have come by and have been saying that this isn't real, spreading ideas that this isn't real at all. And, 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 and I truly believe that it's a lot of people affiliated with this place that are worried about their income and the money that they're making. Because I've, I've heard the line, you're messing with my money multiple times for, from different people. And I don't know, it just feels like being sucked into a conspiracy theory. And I, I would just say, do your research, you know, if I could impart anything to people.
Uh, you can come out here and learn a lot. I learned a lot, so I'm pretty sure people that learn a lot. And you meet amazing people with the talents around you. So I think pretty much it. Did you guys have anything to add in general? Uh, wait, we can put our social medias? Yes, go ahead. Uh, my social media is Mr. Duffy, M-R dot D-U-F-F-I-E. Um, my YouTube is Dukenberry, D-U-K-E-N-B-E-R-R-Y. No, just n nothing great up there, but I uh, really use social <laughs> so media. So stop it. <laughs> oh, thank you guys. So I'm going to... This motel looks like shit. This motel looks like shit. Lay story we won't forget. Lay story we won't forget. This motel looks like shit. This motel looks like shit. Lay story we won't forget. 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 Okay guys, so I have another great person that I could not leave without speaking with. She has been a really stronghold into in her community. If you don't follow her, please follow her now. Um, so I have the Black Obsidian with me right here. And she's going to tell us a bit about what she's currently doing here. Because this is not the only movement she's a part of. She's actually a really stronghold in the, in the Waterbury community when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement in here. Um, so yes ma'am please tell us about yourself hi everyone first and foremost thank you for having me um you're amazing and i appreciate you being the voice to you know share other voices because first and foremost black eyes matter our eyes matter our stories matter our voices matter our articles that we tell from our point of view not the point of view from someone else matters um my name's Alyssa. i'm from waterbury i was born in queens but i was raised in connecticut i love connecticut i love the people and the reason I'm out here is for Lay. I'm out here for all the little kids um, of all shades, but especially black and brown kids because we suffer the most. So we're out here protesting. We've been out here for 17 days straight. Um, the first day, uh, we there was a big number of people and you know people were frustrated. They were upset the fact that sex trafficking exists in our city and our police and our news and nobody is doing anything about it. So. Uh, the news here decided that they would report that first day only because something was broken. So they wanted to deem us violent, but no news has been here reporting for 70, 17 days straight the fact that we've been out here. So when we say Black Eyes Matter, we really mean it because these news organizations are not supporting us or telling our stories or telling the narrative accurately. So we feel it's important for us to speak for ourselves. Um, Lay, a 19-year-old that was kidnapped, held captive, and raped, and held captive for six days at this motel, Big Apple Motel, is the reason why we are here. She is the reason why we are here. Because we want her to receive justice. Her family, for one, has not gotten any answers from the Waterbury Police Department, who in 2016 was linked to sex trafficking. So our department definitely knows that sex trafficking exists in the city of Waterbury, but they're not properly investigating the stories of people who have suffered, who the people are as black and brown people. We emphasize on black and brown because the day that Lay went missing, her family went to the police station and said that she was missing and demanded that they, you know, try to help. Instead of them sending out a silver alert or any alert, they decided to tell the family to write down uh, a piece of write down on a piece of paper the information in which they you know had 
But the difference is, if this was a white girl, it is clear that the silver alert would have been out and there would have been police searches. The family had to do the search themselves for the, that duration of six days. They discovered that her cell phone pinned at the location of the Big Apple Motel. The police did not encounter, did not engage into the motel, even after following that her cell phone had been pinned to the location. They said she would have had to been assaulted for them to engage in finding her. So when she was, when she escaped, because Leia escaped and she's alive and well, not well, but she's, she still has, she's kicking, yeah. you know, and that's why we need to support her because she's alive and she's living with all these, the lack of support from the media, mo the motel giving the answers and uh, the police, which is clear as day that they want. But we find it important to Why emphasize on the fact that they did not take the proper precautions to Why finding her the first life? day and the third day, the fourth day and the fifth day and the sixth day. It wasn't until her information about what happened to her was released to the public that they decided to, to put out a silver alert mm -hmm. to cover themselves. Now we've been out here for 17 days straight again and nothing has been, nothing has happened with her kids. Lay did a rape kit and her mother gave her all the clothes that she was wearing that day when she was found, when she was escaped. So we want to know why nothing has been found. Now this motel who claims that they are innocent, who claims that this is a hawk, has video cameras outside of their buildings. We don't know if they work or not, but they're saying that it works and that they have video to prove that they're innocent, but they have not released the video. If you were innocent, if you were an owner of a building that is being damaged by the public, not by us present, but the public, because everyone does, everyone in this community wants this down, wouldn't you release the video to exonerate you, prove that you're innocent? But they have not done that. So which proves to us, one, they are stalling, and two, they don't have a video to prove that. And their video that they may have probably endures much more um, violence and, and corruption going on around the motel, which in 2015 opened and had multiple occurrences and raids for sex traffic, for prostitution, uh, drugs, and other issues. So it is clear that this building has problems and should not be here. So there's no reason why the police are keeping it here. But we believe and we know that they know what's going on in this, in this place, given again, they were linked to sex trafficking in 2016, and Waterbury has had a history of sex trafficking. We're demanding that the Waterbury police, the motel, and the media take accountability and give answers to Lay's family and, and produce a proper investigation. Because if not, we were going to stand out here every single day, rain or shine, and even snow if it gets to that point. But we will not stand here silent. We will not stand here hopeless. We will demand justice for Lay. That was really, that was really tall, but that was really beautiful too. Cause it's just like, it's really ridiculous. And as you mentioned, the media is really not doing anything because if it wasn't for Instagram, I would have never found out about this. And then like, I was trying to do some digging and like yeah. figure out like, why well, I'm not seeing this story anywhere. And as you mentioned, when I looked it up on WTNH or whatever news outlet it was, it was just about the hotel. Yes. Nothing was mentioned about land, nothing of that sort. Not the side of her story. So, which is really ridiculous. And I'm, I'm glad you touched on that and we're talking about media because 
media plays a very big factor in this case because they are deliberately not reporting the truth. The first day of the protest, they said we were protesting the fact that this building has drug trap, drug um, issues and uh, prostitution. That's not the only reason why we are here. And the main reason that day was for lay and no other reason. We know that there's a problem here and that's why we are demanding answers. But the media, particularly, um, specifically, the Republican American and Waterbury Observer, I'm gonna call out because they had countlessly taken the side of the police by writing biased stories, including police reports, but not including also voices of the people or, or taking out quotes, certain parts of quotes, not demanding, not, um, no, not, I'm sorry, not encompassing the, the true, true statements of people. So we really know that we had to demand um, them to release a statement and to retract their stories because it does not account the full story. And it's upsetting that, again, we've been out here for 17 days protesting. Nothing's been damaged except for a window that we had nothing to do with. But they made sure to, to report the first day. They made sure to report that we're violent. They did not make sure to report that we've been out here for 17 days straight and the reason why we're here. And I've, I've been out here with a sign, not only um, endure, not only, um, sorry. I've been out here with a sign outside the Big Apple Motel with a sex traffic hair sign. And I've been out here with the same sign outside the police station. Ain't no way in the world a black woman like myself is going to be able to stand outside a motel in a police station with a sex traffic hair sign and no one stop me for defamation of character, mm. especially the police station. There's no way that I'm gonna be able to stand out there and them allow that if it wasn't true. Sex traffic here, right at the Waterbury Police Department and no one stopping me because they know that this is valid. Mm-hmm, that's crazy. So what else, because I've seen uh, one of your posts that you posted that you were doing um, back-to-school supplies. Yes. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we saw that, you know, this strip, uh, West Main Street, where the motel is, has a lot of issues with homelessness, prostitution, and drugs. We realized that the only way we can also get justice for lay is if we help the community, because essentially... Essentially, this strip has all this violence and all these things, but it's not really the people. It's the people like these businesses that are allowing it. So we have to help our people from this corruption because we feel that our police department is allowing these people to suffer, allowing these people to experience trauma, allowing these girls to be raped when they know that these businesses, and specifically, again, the Big Apple Motel, is allowing it. So we gave back book bags to kids and also some homeless people that needed book bags because we know that we have to help our community and the only people that's going to help our community is us. We're giving back to us because our police department and our you know, officials will not. So we take back our power in our streets by providing our streets with food and providing our streets with supplies that they need and we're going to keep doing it nonstop because that's what community is. Definitely, because if we don't help ourselves, they're not gonna help us, so we have to be there for yes. each other, which is definitely powerful. 
Um, another question I had is, was, what is one of the struggles or what are some of the struggles you've been facing as you guys have been here for 17 days straight? One of the struggles, I would say, is just um, we, need a, we need numbers. We definitely are still strong with the number of people we have, um, mostly a majority of like 10 people, but there are power in numbers. And um, one of my favorite quotes, the power of the people is stronger than the people in power. We have to reflect that in our bodies. We have to reflect that in the streets, in our chants. So I think that's the main struggle. But overall, I feel really motivated by the people that drive by, regardless if they stop and stand with us, because there are companies and, you know, department, really big departments that people will be surprised that support the fact that this Motown needs to be shut down. So I think that's the most motivating for me, seeing that and um, just realizing that we are all in this together and our efforts do not go unnoticed. And every day there's someone different. Regardless if it's 10 people, there's 10 different people every day. So the story is definitely getting out and we appreciate that the people driving by are in solidarity with us. We got people on motorbikes doing tricks and all different forms of solidarity. It's funny and it's it's motivating. So I think the struggle overall, again, is just our numbers and our presence. And I know that a lot of people are afraid sometimes to stand out against the injustices in this nation. But we must, because if we don't, who's gonna fight for us? Definitely. Um, so what are some ways people can help? If people cannot come out here and help, what are some other things they could do? There are many ways you can help. First and foremost, write a review on this motel. Write a review on this motel so people can see it online, on Google, businesses especially, to know exactly what's going on. Our reviews matter just as much as our voices. Another thing you can do is donate to Lay's family because they are healing, you know, and it's tough for their parents to be comfortable with going to work knowing that one their daughter was raped and feel like they have to be protective of her now so her instagram is ct justice for lay and the gofundme link is in that bio that's another way you can help another way because there are many ways you can help is message the mayors send letters to the mayor send message to any official that you feel can help um, another way, because there's so many ways, again, I keep saying that, we want to find ways to help the people that live in this motel. We want to find people that deal with housing, affordable housing, that can help them find new new housing, because I'm sure they don't want to be here, you know, but unfortunately, some of them are very poor, and this, being in the motel, they're not just staying for a couple nights, they're actually living here, paying $80 a night or more, so... The main thing is getting these people out because in order for us to shut this down, we have to make sure that they have housing first. And that's really the top, top goal. So just, again, what you can do to help is find out who can help us, you know? Send them to us, send them to CT Justice for Leg, the Black Obsidian, send them there so we know who we can contact. Another way you can help, again, is being present. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. Have a Thank good you. one. I'll be in contact with you. Bye. Have a good one, sir. So, again, presence, your, whatever you do creatively, whatever you do creatively is going to help tell this story. Whether it be art, whether it be a podcast, whether it be music, whether it be anything, 
Everything you do can help. Don't think that you need money. Don't think that you need this or you need to be in a position. You alone is enough. You're enough. And we need you. So just think of different ways and tell us because even we're still trying to discover. But the main thing is, is raising awareness. Keep talking to whoever you have to talk to. Everyone. Whether it be on Twitter, spam, start a, start a thread. Not only for LA, but start a thread that correlates to sex trafficking in the city of Waterbury and in Connecticut. So people can understand that there are a lot of issues in the state of Connecticut with sex trafficking. And the fact that our police department is not getting involved. So, yeah. Did you have anything else you would like to add in general? Um, all that I would like to add in general is that we have power. We have power. And we need people to be awakened to that power. And don't be afraid. Because our ancestors and our past relatives have been doing this for years. And right now in 2020, we're in a prominent time to be active. You know, the whole world is fighting for black lives and brown lives. We have to fight also. Because, honestly, we have to do it statewide in our own states because the whole world is fighting. And if we're putting so much energy into different places, we're not going back to our community. It's important to support every city, every state, but most importantly, fight for your hometown and stand for your hometown because you have the power to make a difference. But it takes action. Consistent action. So, yeah. Y'all heard the queen. Yeah, I heard the queen. You, we matter. And we are our communities. And we need to stand our grounds to make sure that our voices are heard. And we, are, and we could be the voices of the, for the voices that are not heard, which are the children. So, guys, as I said, this is Akusika reporting live from Waterbury in front of the Big Apple Motel. And we need this piece of shit. Shut the fuck down. Thank you, Alice. You're amazing. I love you. Like, what? <laughs> we ain't leaving till they shut it down. We ain't leaving till they shut it down. We ain't leaving till they shut it down. No justice, no peace. No rapists, police. And people, don't forget to follow CT Justice for Lay, which is CT Justice for the word for lay l-a-y on instagram her family has a gofundme in their bio please try to donate show up to protest if you are from the waterbury area um alyssa who i actually spoke with started um a backpack a backpack drive a back to school drive i know she did one already but might be doing another one so stay tuned keep stay posted let's try to help each other okay and this is sika talks stories by the people for the people for our people deuces <laughs>